Let's just get this out of the way before the episode starts. You can rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, that's iTunes, at Webb's Weekly Wrestling Rant, that's Webb's, W-E-B-S, and then Rant, W-R-A-N-T, the best way to listen to this podcast, though, and how you're probably listening to it, is SoundCloud.com slash Webb's Weekly Wrestling Rant, Webb's, W-E-B-S, Rant, W-R-A-N-T, just like Apple Podcasts. And Weekly and Wrestling are spelt the same. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, leave them at weeklywrestlingrant, rant, W-R-A-N-T, at gmail.com. And also follow me on Twitter at webcon69. That's W-E-B-C-O-N-N-6-9. Let's start the show. Oh, yeah! Hello, everybody, and welcome to Webb's Weekly Wrestling Rant. This is where I, your host extraordinaire, WebCon, rants about the week in wrestling. <clears throat> so, I'm back. I haven't been around since September, and I'm sorry. Real life got in the way, but I made a resolution with myself to try to get 52 episodes out this year. I guess the year starts on January 12th, so we'll go till January 11th next year. But this is a big episode because if you've been following along since I started this in 2017, we are doing the year end awards, the Webbies as I call them, you know, and it's all 100% just, it's all me. There's no, I, so what I think's the best, what I think's the worst, what I like. That's what we're talking about. If you disagree, let me know, right? Twitter, at WebCon69, W-E-B-C-O-N-N, a six and a nine. That's where I'm at on Twitter. You can uh, tell me what you think. We'll get to that in a minute. But first, there's some other things I'd like to talk about. Um, WWE Day 1 pay-per-view, that Day 1 pay-per-view on January 1st in fucking Atlanta. And then the week of WW of AW with the debut dynamite on TBS, uh, Rampage on TNT, their hour special Saturday night, their live hour special Saturday night, Battle of the Belts from Charlotte, North Carolina. So I want to get into that, and then we'll get in to the Webbies. What do you people say? Yeah, WWE Day 1. I mean, honestly, other than uh, the first match, the Usos versus the New Day, I didn't really like anything, you know? I mean, Usos and the New Day can't have a bad match. But, like, why is Drew McIntyre, I mean, the man beat Brock Lesnar at a WrestleMania in under five minutes for the Universal title or the WWE Championship, whichever one it was. Why the fuck is he... Now in some stupid feud with uh, Happy Corbin and fucking Madcap Moss, Riddick Moss from NXT. Why is he having an almost 10-minute match with a guy named Madcap, right? Um, oh, and another thing that fucking chapped my hide. So the Migos are doing, um, are, have the theme song for day one, all right? They have the Migos at the arena in Atlanta. And... The Migos don't perform. They don't perform. I mean, WWE subjugates people to fucking... Kid Rock went long out of WrestleMania and it cut into the women's battle royale. Uh, Fucking Flo Rida and Pitbull fucking in in Orlando performed in everybody... At like the third hour of a four-hour WrestleMania. And... So they they have musical performances when nobody wants to fucking see them. But then people are, are going to want to fucking see it and they don't fucking do it. And then a, a Street Profits lost to Riddle and Orton. 
What the fuck? Um, what else? Edge and Miz was just kind of fucking there. I don't know, you know. It looks like they're setting up Beth Phoenix and Edge versus Maurice and Miz for Mania or whatever. I don't, you know, whatever. What else happened on this show? Oh, Becky Lynch versus Liv Morgan. And they've been building up, is Liv going to win? Is Liv going to win? And the crowd was just begging, begging for a title change, begging for Liv to win. And, of course, they went with the predictable. They went with uh, Becky Lynch winning. Uh, and then the main event, well, they are going to do Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar and then, uh, you know, Big E versus Lashley versus uh, Kevin Owens. almost said Kevin Costner. Yeah, Kevin Costner's, and that would make it a good match. Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, and then uh, Roman got COVID, like the rest of America, and uh, he wasn't there. So they added Brock to the five-way, and fucking, oh my god, this, this fucking bothered me a lot, because one is, Big E cashes in, it's a big fucking moment, you know what I mean, that they just kind of fucking shotgun, you know, they just kind of threw it out there. On a Raw with no build. I wonder if they could have popped a rating had they build it. Or fucking popped a pay-per-view. I don't know. Right? Who fucking, right? And then he, they do that thing they do when they're not really behind a world champion. They lose the DQ. They lose the non-titles. They do, you know, Big E didn't look fucking strong. And then here they are. They have Brock Lesnar. Who's built up as this super duper nobody's better all, you know what I mean? Nobody, right? Only Roman, John Cena, Undertaker. All right. So they have a chance to make a guy that the crowd's behind. I mean, the guy out, you know, he's, I mean, he did all the public appearances. He's great. I mean, mainstream appeal, all this stuff. And then, right, they, the match begins awesome. The Lashley and Brock Lesnar interact and the crowd's going crazy. And it's like, oh my God, book that for mania, right? Like book this. And then... There's, you know, Brock Lesnar's taking more offense than he's taken in, you know, ever, right? And I just, so Brock, you know, Brock, just super Brock's kills everybody wins, right? Pins Big E clean after an F5. I just think it's a wasted opportunity. I mean, you could have had Big E beat Brock, do a big ending. Shit, you could have Lashley spear Brock and then, you know, Big E hits him with a big ending. Brock gets to his feet, whatever. Big ending, one, two, three. And then you can do Lashley versus, you know, um, Brock. Because Lashley caused Brock the match. I mean, the match ends in eight minutes. They have all this time that, you know, somehow a six-match fucking show goes two hours and 50 minutes. Uh, what the fuck? I just... They could have actually made Big E seem pardoned for lack of a better term, big or important, or like they're going to push him and draw, you know, do some things, you know, if they're going to, um, you know, because when the WWE machine gets behind you, they get behind you. I mean, look at Cena, Hogan, Rock, Austin, etc. And it's like, are they going to get the machine behind him? Are they going to start pushing this guy, making him a big megastar main eventer? And no, they're not. They're not going to. And they're never going to. And everything's going to stay the fucking same. Um, and in Dynamite News, the move that 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 first that match, first off, they're back on TBS. The, the mothership's returned, right? They're back on TBS. First time, what? Last time there was wrestling on TBS, it was like March, fuck, 21st or something. Um, and, uh, uh, I lost, right? And, and that was Thunder on a Wednesday in 2001. And uh, so they're back. And um, I'm not, not going to go through the whole thing, but Daniel Bryan and uh, Adam Page, um, fresh off their 60-minute draw, have a rematch. And it's bloody, and it's fucking awesome. And Hangman Page hits... Daniel Bryan with the buckshot lariat, and he beats Daniel Bryan after, like, an almost 30-minute match. And, you know, Daniel Bryan, you know, uh, what am I, oh, Kenny can't beat Bryan Danielson, but Adam Page can, right? So, when Kenny gets back, there's still a rivalry, whatever, it's good. Um, what else? 
happened. Uh um MJF's gonna have a match with Sean Dean and fucking uh CM Punk comes out and he hits Sean G- Dean with the go to sleep, so then MJF loses by disqualification and it's his first singles loss. So MJF fuck you know, so CM Punk fucks MJF and then they cut a promo on each other and MJF, you know, says uh he makes some you know, I'm good enough to headline a WrestleMania and you're not and you know stay you know takes the knife to CM Punk because if you listen to CM Punk on the art of wrestling his you know his interview after leaving WWE he says what really bothers him is he never main evented a WrestleMania so I thought that was good and then he um and if you watch the CM Punk documentary CM Punk said like Roddy Piper was his window into uh WWF into wrestling he he identified with Piper. Piper was his guy. And then MJF said something like, you you ain't Roddy Piper. I'm more Roddy Piper to you. So making it fucking stabbing the knife and fucking twisting it, you know. Um, that's good. I don't. What else happened? Oh, Jay Cargill beat Ruby Soho for the TBS championship, which is the women's equivalent of the TNT championship. And I thought that match was really good. I mean, Jay Cargill's, what, 10 months into her career. And yes, Ruby Soho's like a 10, 12-year vet. So, I mean, she carried the match, but, I mean, it was a good match. And there's other matches and shit I'm forgetting. Uh, Alistair Black made quick work of... Uh, Malachi Black, I mean, made quick work of fucking Brian Pillman Jr. He sprayed mist in Julia Hart's eyes, like, a month ago. She had a fucking eye patch on. <laughs> it's a good touch. The Scotty Riggs touch. And then the main event was a really good, uh, um, was the Lucha Bros defending against, defending the tag team titles against Jurassic Express. And that was a really fucking cool, really good tag match. Um, you know, they got some history. Uh, the Lucha Bros beat Jurassic Express back in the late summer, back in late August, uh, for the fucking, uh, 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 two, Face the Young Bucks it all out for the tag titles. And now it's coming full circle. And Luch, uh, Jurassic Express is uh, is going to, um, is, is, is facing off Lucha Bros for the tag belts, you know. So the match is really good. And, um, I, you know, it's wild and crazy. And Ray Phoenix uh, goes over the top at the end on Lucha, on uh, Luchasaurus. And he lands weird on his elbow. His elbow goes the exact opposite direction. But it turns out it wasn't broke. Just dislocated. Uh, Jungle Boy pins Penta uh, and Jurassic Express. You know, they win the tag titles. And it's a big moment. And uh, Jungle Jack Perry, you know, Jungle Boy. His mom and sister at ringside crying. And it's this great moment. And Christian Cage is in the ring with them. And, you know, good way to end, end it. Um... Man, what else? So Rampage. I mean, Rampage is cool. Um, Adam Cole wrestled Jake Atlas. I've never seen Jake Atlas wrestle before. That guy has potential. He's, you know, um, he was signed to the WWE, and you know, he's they let him go, and he's in. He was in NXT. Then, like, I was thinking about this. You know, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish, all big parts of Triple H's NXT. They get, you know, their Bobby Fish gets released. O'Reilly and fucking um, Adam Cole Bebe's uh, contracts expire and they leave. And they're now, you know, all these guys from NXT are in AEW. And you can even say like, you know, Caesar Bonene and fucking Ty Conte. And I'm sure there's others. But it's like Luchasaurus was in the early, early NXT, but like, is it safe to say that Triple H's NXT and what it was and 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 what he wanted to do with it is now gone? Especially now that Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are you know, um, are now fucking you know in charge of NXT and what it's become as NXT 2.0 and shit. Is it safe to say that AEW won the war <laughs> against NXT? Not just the ratings war, but I mean, 
they they beat them in the ratings and they beat them and they like I don't know it frustrated Vince McMahon enough that he said fuck it and blew the whole thing up and like started like he he they also released William Regal recently that's you know he he had a he's a major with Triple H he had a big part in what crafted NXT and what and you know was before the fucking revamp you know um Hook wrestled I love Hook's whole presentation I mean he just seriously this kid's fucking money he's had three matches ever and the fucking dude's over there's sent Hook shirts people have sent Hook I mean. He got over off a meme. I don't give a fuck what people are saying on the internet, on Twitter, going, he's not over, it's a meme. He's saying, no, fuck you. This is called good booking. That's what WWE fans don't understand. It's called good booking. It's called listening to the fans. The fans want to see it. You know what I mean? So that's, um, you know, that's what's... So fuck everybody, right? And then, I don't know, J- Ruby Soho and Riho versus... Britt Baker and and uh, Jamie Hayter. I hate to say it because of the four women involved, but it was kind of there. I don't. I don't know. Maybe I don't know what's wrong with me. And then um. Yeah. Then the main event was LAX and Eddie Kingston versus 2.0 and Daniel Garcia and all that. But stuff that's been going on since September. That and it was like a no DQ match, they brawled around the, you know, there was plunder and, you know, all that, and it was pretty good, you know what I mean, it, for what it was, I mean, it, it, it was like a tamer Bubba Devon and Big Dick Dudley versus Tommy Dreamer, Sandman, and, and uh, Spike Dudley from, you know, the summer, ECW summer of 98, like, you know, it was a, it was a less chaotic there wasn't a blind a guy blind drunk throwing ladders at people uh uh rusty hinge right face for you know throwing it right into their fucking face the rusty hinges and shit there wasn't that but you know they brought all over the arena and the entrance and the sign trash cans and trash can lids and chairs and there was probably a table spot um, you know what I mean? And then, so the Saturday night show, AW Battle of the Belts, uh, Cody Rhodes, I didn't watch it, but on the Christmas episode of Rampage, Cody Rhodes beat Sammy Guevara for the TNT title, and then now he's out with COVID, or someone has COVID, so he's out. So, and this was supposed to be Sammy Guevara versus Cody Rhodes, and it started off the show in Battle of the Belts for the fucking, uh, um, TNT title. Well, Cody's out, so this is for the interim TNT championship. Sammy Guevara versus Dustin Rhodes. Um, a really, really good match. I mean, seriously, a fucking awesome match. Like a 19, 20-minute match. Start this thing off. It's in North Carolina. Dustin's fucking, they remember the natural. He has a history here. They love wrestling. And, like, this was the best match to have, you know, uh, Sammy sent Dustin through a table. They just, you know, Sammy wins, you know, which begs the fucking question. Why did he lose to Cody in the first place? Right. He should still be champion. And then Daniel Garcia comes out, puts fucking Sammy in a choke. And that sets up a match for this dynamite that's happening tonight as I'm recording this. And we'll talk about it next week. Um, what else? Oh, Ricky Starks wrestled, uh, Matt Seidel for his FTW championship and, you know, I thought that was cool. I like the idea of the FTW championship being defended as an actual, like a belt, like a championship, instead of just being an accessory, like it was with Brian Cage and what it's been with with Ricky Starks for, you know, until now. Um, Ricky Starks just coming off a neck injury, and this is his first match back, and I thought the guy looked really fucking good. And, um, you know, that was good. And then Britt Baker versus Riho. I thought was okay. So the whole story is re you know, Riho has Brit's number. She's beat him three times. She pinned I should say the night before, she pinned Riho pinned Brick Baker. Right? So going into the match, 
oh, she got pinned the night, you know, in a tag match. So now we're at the women's title match, Britt Baker, you know, and I really, really liked this match. I did. I mean, Britt had like this killer instant. She turned the switch on. She, um, you know what I mean? She really brought it. And Riho was resilient. Riho was there every step away like we thought. Um, I have two criticisms of this match. The first one, they they didn't... They didn't um, go through a table, but Hater pulls out a table and they tease a table. Which, I don't know if we need to tease a table spot when the sh to end the show when the show opened up with a table spot. I mean, I don't think we need tables every match. And the second is they've been teasing for a while. They've been teasing dissension between Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker. And Jamie fucked some shit up. And what I mean, Britt won. But, um, you know, they're te but at the same time, they're teasing dissension between MJF and Wardlow. And it's like, should we really have two dissension angles going on at the same time? You know? Uh, but Britt won with her mandible claw. She calls it something else. But she won, oh her, it's mixed mandible claw, but she uses it. And she beat Riho. And, um, yeah, I think it's time for the Webbies. Alright, wait. Because I don't want to fucking, um, you know, just gloss out like, run. I thought it was a great hour of television, Battle of the Belts, with those three matches. Um, I'm watching, on you know, AEW Dark, they taped at the Bojangles Coliseum. I'm watching it as I'm doing this. It's okay. I mean, it's like 13 matches. Um, Jay Cardgill, the Lucha Express, and uh, Adam Page, you know, they, they're going to headline this show. But, you know, it's cool that they, I thought, yeah, I'm glad they taped something, you know. I thought they were going to do a buy-in on YouTube, you know, the hour before or whatever, but they didn't. Um, and, you know, all that. I, I would like... It, they they drew uh, the rating was like seven hundred thousand. It was the highest rated uh, program on cable at the time, other than NFL related stuff, because the playoffs were going on. Um, but they uh, so I'm hoping they can either get for their next, you know, quarterly Saturday night special on fucking TNT. Hopefully, they can get um, elite like an hour extended or a half hour and do like a clash and be 90 minutes. Like, you know, I just don't think an hour is enough for a live, you know what I mean? But they made the most of it and I thought it was a good show. Well, this is fucking stupid. I want to add fucking music and shit and fucking sound uh, garage band won't let me, you know put shit in i don't know i could fucking whatever i you don't want to hear that but okay this we're back and it's dumb um all right let's start off the webbies all right so the best wrestler of the year goes to mjf i mean from you know pushing sammy out of the inner circle to turning on jericho to forming the pinnacle to having the blood and guts match from shoving jericho off the 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 cage to having the stadium stampede to the feud with Jericho the five layers of Jericho um the four pillars promo wrestling Darby um now this shit with uh um CM Punk the guy the kid is so talented and he's so good at being a heel and he's a true heel and people hate him and he's smarmy and he's arrogant and he's a chicken shit and he's a coward and he's all this shit and you just can't wait for him to get his you know um you know so that's that's cool um but yeah that's mjf wins you know because the wrestler of the year is a whole is is the promos the angles the wrestling like that's how i do it you know um so mjf and let's just go and I have it all recorded, so we'll see who's won in the past years. And, you know, see how fun this is. So, 2017, AJ Styles won. 2018, Becky Lynch won. 2019, Cody won. 
2020 John Moxley won, and now this year MJF won. Now we're going to the worst wrestler of the year, and I had some trouble with this one. Um, I, mean, I only watched you know two rest WWE show. I watched WrestleMania. Well, that's two nights, and I watched um, Money in the Bank, and I had to come to a conclusion. Uh, Tamina is the worst wrestler of the year. I mean, she had the I don't know. She was in the Money in the Bank. She just uh, then she you know tag match at Mania and uh, I mean Tamina. I talked about it. Was Jimmy Snuka good? Cause his kids aren't fucking good, right? So um, worst wrestler, 2017 Jinder Mahal. I forgot to do it in 2018, and then so 2019 Chase Owens, 2020 Brandy, and this year. It is Tamina. And I think she got released by the WWE. So, um, she's, you know, she might, I might not see, I don't know, let's see, Tamina, WWE, she's still employed? Let's see. Oh, she's still signed to, okay, Braun Strowman, Bobby Fish, oh, I could go, you know, Bray Wyatt, uh, Matt Cardone, Brian Meyer, all the, like, I could, literally, so many, and Tamina is still fucking hired, jeez, oh my, well, you know what, yep, fuck you, Tamina, you fucking, you, fuck you, um, take team of the year, I'm going with the Lucha Bros, cause they've, you know, they, oh god, that cage match at, all out, and then even before, you know, with the uh, Young Bucks, and even before that, those guys just, Lucha Bros are fucking awesome, like, they, they, night in and night out, those guys, I, I, I mean, seriously, those, they're, they're a great take team, I mean, you know, the matches with FTR, oh God, you know, they, they've been able to, you know, um, Insinuate the positives of their opponents. Not saying that FTR aren't good, but you know what I mean. Um, they just, uh, I like the Lucha Bros, and I thought they've had a great year. You know, they they got to win the tag titles, and that's really cool. Um, yeah, you know, I, don't, I guess some people have some stuff to say, and other people I don't. Um, you know. And so, oh yeah, let's look who won. So, 2017, the Usos won. The Briscoes won in uh, 2018. Lucha Bros won in 2019. Fuck. And then Adam Page and Kenny Omega won. And the Lucha Bros won again. Oh yeah, man, look at that. So, Woman of the Year, it's going, it's, it's going to Britt Baker. I mean, she, since... And I've mentioned it since that promo on the cruise ship in January of 2020. I mean, seriously, 2020, she broke her nose and tore a joint or muscle or something. And she had to work on her character. This DMD shit, the shit with Rebel, now having Hater. She's the lights out match with Thunder Rose. I don't know when that happened. I think it was this year. Um, you know, beating uh, Sheeta for the title. All the title, man. I mean, you know, wrestling Ruby Soho. Who she wrestled at All Out? She wrestled somebody at All Out. God, I think I would know these fucking things. Um, her promos. She's just. She's super over. She's super good. Her wrestling's gotten great. I mean, seriously, she's. Yeah, fuck yeah. Britt Baker deserves it. Yeah, you know, she beat Chris Statlander. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, she wrestled Chris Statlander, who's five years in, and yeah, and she. Yeah, it was a great match, you know. So I say there's some relative greenness to Statlander, and you know, Britt, uh, you know, took charge, and they had a good match, right? You know. Um. Oh yeah, let's look at the who won in past years. Um. Alexa Bliss in uh, 2017. Tessa Blanchard 
in 2018, I mean, we've seen <laughs> the upward momentum of her career. Riho in 2019 and Thunder Rosa in 2020. So, you know, that's, yeah. So now the male wrestler of the year, which I, when uh, Becky Lynch won wrestler of the year, and then next year, it's like, hey, you know, I have a woman. I should have a male wrestler of the year. And it's Brian Danielson. It, yep. He, I mean, that main event, him, Edge, and, and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, holy shit, that was good. Holy shit, that was good. And, um, and then that match with Roman at the end of April in the Thunderdome. For, you know, if he loses, he's gone. His last match in WWE was really good. Then he returns. I mean, you know, and he the 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 30-minute draw with Kenny, the 60-minute draw with Hangman Page, the match with Minoru Suzuki, that he went out there and almost Ric Flared it in a way. Cause he Matt, not that Matt Caster is a bad wrestler, but you know, Matt Caster is like a a mid-card heel act, and he went out there and made Matt Caster look like a thousand bucks. Him uh, systematically uh, going through the New Day to get at Adam Page before their match. I mean, the, you know, the guy, and he's wrestled other people that I can't remember, but the dude fucking, that dude can wrestle. And AEW just said, just went, you know what? We know what to do with you. We're just going to have you fucking wrestle. And we're all better off for it, you know? The American Dragon's back, baby. And let's see who's won these. Um, 2019 was the first one. And John Moxley won that. And then in 2020, because these are my awards and I can do th this shit. Cody had the first half of 2020. And Eddie Kingston had the second half of 2020. And then this year, you know, Daniel Bryan slash Bryan Danielson. Um, now, we got match of the year which was Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson at AEW Grand Slam Part 1, the aforementioned 30-minute uh, draw. Just watch that. Just watch how beautiful that is. Watch how good that is. And, like, Kenny never went with for a one-winged angel. Brian, you know, Brian kept it. Like, how good of that is. And it's almost like they didn't, they didn't use everything in their arsenals. And this was still a really good match, which leaves the door open for the rematch. And holy shit, right? You know what I mean? Um, and, you know, that's like what I'm, you know, looking forward to. But I thought, like, and there was a lot of good matches. Like, dude, I'll, I'll okay. You know what? You know what a match I was thinking, to be fair, because this is all, this is very AEW heavy. I was, I thought Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair was a, but it almost it would have probably won had this match not happened. And the sixth in page versus Danielson almost got it for the 60 minute match. Um so let's see who's won these in years prior. Well, 2017, and this should be no surprise because this is fucking awesome. Uh Okada versus Omega 2. For the IWGP Championship 60-minute time limit draw, New Japan, you know, Dominion. Uh, but, and then we got Becky Lynch versus Charlotte in the last women's standing match at WWE Evolution in uh, 2018. 2019, we had Cody versus, uh, brother, Cody versus Dustin, brother versus brother, and Okada versus Sonata. Those, Okada versus Sonata have like a flair, sting, Usos, uh, New Day thing with me. Like, it's just... They tie up and it's symphony, like it's orchestra, it's it's Bach, you know, like these guys, they're just, it's me, like they're fucking, they're, they're simpatico, you know, uh, and then last year was John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston in uh, the I Quit match from Full Gear, and then Thunder Rosa versus Priscilla Kelly for, for the NWA Championship from, uh, the United Wrestling Network's primetime live in September. I just watched that match. It was on YouTube. And I mean, not like I just watched it, but I mean, like, I watched it in like December when they showed him on YouTube. And I was like, holy fuck. I, it, it, try to find it. Seriously, try to find it. Try to find it. 
And my worst match is the Gun Club, Billy Cunn with his sons Dallas and Austin versus the factory of QT Marshall, Kokomo, and Aaron Swallow, or Solo, fuck, Freudian slip, right? The dude sucks and swallows, I'm not a Solo fan. Um, from AEW Dynamite on August 25th, um, I, I reviewed this, and I don't know what episode it was, but I've talked, it's just, bleh, like it, I, I was going, I looked up my, I have notes for the show, and the line, that was a match. So, there, there you go, right, there, there, that's, it's just, ugh, um, and, um, let's look, oh man, this match still fucking makes me mad, 2017, Dolph Ziggler versus Apollo Crews in a chairs match, holy fuck, they, oh, they just, I think they did a Russian leg sweep on a fucking chair, and that's all they used a fucking chair. Like, fuck them. Then we got Roman Reigns versus Jinder Mahal in 2018. And then, God, Goldberg, Undertaker versus Goldberg, um, which, oh, that match sucked. And then Sammy Guevara versus Matt Hardy in the Broken Rules match where Hardy got a concussion, and they should have stopped the match and tried to stop the match, and it fucking, no, 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 excuse me, it's different. It was the Broken Rules match. Is that is that the delete match? And I didn't like it. Oh, I can't remember. What it but yeah, that whatever. And then this year, you know, Gun Club versus Factory. So now we got best random multi person tag match, and that's Lucha Bros and Santana Ortiz versus the Hardy family office of Private Party Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn and the Butcher and the Blade. Um from AEW Grand Slam Part 2, November 26th. First off, they're in that stadium. I mean, that's the thing. Those two shows are great because they're in that stadium. There's 20,000 people. It's fucking... And this is... What a great, eclectic collection of guys just having a nine-minute spot fest, you know? And that's what you want. I mean, like, Lucha Bros can jump, can dive, you know, and they can fucking swing. Same with Ortiz and them. Probably a butcher and the blade, blade in there. You need someone to catch everybody. You need someone to slow it down. You know, you need this shit. I mean, watch that match. You know, it's fucking, it's a good match. I liked it. Um, oh, Of course I liked it. One, it's the winner. So, 2018 Bullet Club versus Chaos from uh, Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor. That might have been because I was there. Um, Suzuki Goon in 19... Suzuki Goon, Minoru Suzuki, Takamishinako, El Desperado, Kanemura and Tai Chi versus Kojima, Tiger Mask, Four, Dragon Lee, Taguchi, and Hama. That was on a New Japan show. Uh, and then, I don't know. And then uh, last year was uh, Jushin Liger's last match, from uh, or second to last match. It, uh, with uh, every, like, Friends and foes from fucking his past all getting together. Fujinami, the great Suzuki, Tiger Mask, like Taguchi, uh, Otani, two other guys. I don't know. Like all these guys that were big in Jushin Liger's history is, you know, all got together in a match and, you know, it was really good. Uh, now we got Breakout Performer of the Year and it's Jay Cardgill. Where she, uh, 10 months. Ten, her first match was teaming up with Shaq, you know? So, you know, she... Oh. You know, I didn't... Okay. I didn't... So, Will Hobbs came out with Ricky Starks. I'm watching The Dark. And, so was, and he had these airbrush coveralls on that looked like Buff Bagel in 98. And I thought to myself, oh, I hope he starts wrestling in those. And right now, on Dark, he's wrestling in those airbrush coveralls. So yeah, Jay Cardgill, she's TBS champion. She's she's improved tremendously. Um, I mean, she and she's only gonna go up, you know. So yeah, it's Jay Cardgill. So 2017, it was Braun Strowman in Dalton Castle, Ronda Rousey in 2018, Tim Storm. In 2019, 
on a J last year and J Cardkill this year. So now we got best show. And that's all out. That's it. It's fucking all out, dude. All out was really good. Um, you know, I've talked. I, I hold on. I'm going to bring up the card so I can talk about the card. Um, yeah, you got Miro versus Eddie Kingston, which was great. John Moxley versus Kojima, and then Minoru Suzuki comes out, and it gave me it. Like I went, "Holy shit!" I fucking loved it. Britt Baker versus Statlander, a fucking awesome steel cage match between the Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks. Ruby Soho, fucking uh, surprise entrant in the Women's Casino Battle Royale. Chris Jericho versus MJF. Jericho finally beats that fucking brat. Um, CM Punk versus Darby Allen. Punk's return. Big Show returns against QT Marshall. And then Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage, which, you know, uh, less than a month before they wrestled. There was like two times, and it was great because the angle with Christian getting in Kenny's head and Kenny being unsure because he lost the Impact title and da-da-da-da-do. And it, yeah, fuck you. It, that's top to bottom to me. Even the three-minute Paul White, QT Marshall, Matt, you know, he, they booked him like Andre. Like, finally, it took fucking, you know, 26 years into this guy's career, and someone finally books him like Andre, you know? Uh, and not just calling him Andre's son, but I mean, like, an attraction you know, and, and looking like a giant. And you know what I mean? Uh, let's see what other shows. Let's see what other shows have won um, in the past here on uh, uh, the Webbies. Supercard of Honor, which featured main evented the crazy-ass ladder match between the Hardys and the Young Bucks in 2017. All in. And Evolution, you know. Those the all women WWE pay per view and the fucking proof of concept of AEW, all out you know all out in 2019 last year the summer struggle in Junggu which I talked you know I have a whole fucking I don't know the 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 episode number but the titles for love of the game you know I I really like that show um, now we got worst show. And I kind of amended some things. This ain't... It's a dynamite from August 25th. The one that has fucking the gum club versus the factory. Like, Matt Hardy and Orange Cassidy had this awkward match. Um, There was a lot of in-ring promo-heavy stuff. Uh, like, the best... And that's it. And I'm not saying this like, oh, the best... Because, I mean, fuck, they went out there and had a really good match in seven minutes, but... Jamie Hayter versus Red Velvet's like the best match. You know, um, there's two trios matches that are kind of blah. Uh, Moxley, Darby, and uh, and and fucking uh, uh, Kingston versus the Wingmen. Like, why that had pitcher and pitcher? Why the fuck, you know, are are uh, Zolf Diggler, uh, Sizer Bonani, and fucking uh, JD Drake? getting a pitcher and pitcher match on dynamite, you know, and then we have the, the, bl the blah, that was the blah. Um, and, um, I like this cause it was, you know, it, it was building the Cody versus Alistair and that Alistair was taking out the fucking, uh, nightmare family members. But the main event was Brock Anderson in like one of his first matches versus, you know, Alistair black. Uh, so yeah, that's the worst show. See, there was no WWE Saudi Arabia shows this year. So there, there goes, you know, my worst shows. Cause Crown Jewel with that fucking main event of the Brothers of Destruction versus uh, DX and that fucking dumb tournament where Shane McMahon wasn't even in the tournament and won the fucking tournament. And then we had Super Showdown in 2019. And then I did WrestleMania 36, and then last year, and then this year's Dynamite, you know. Um, so we got the Please Go Away Award, a.k.a. the Triple H Award. Brock Lesnar, I just... 
this people might disagree with this one, but I just I don't get why he's still there. He just runs through everybody, leaves. I thought we were done at WrestleMania. I thought he was finally fucking gone. Like, nobody's been built up. (sighs) Roman got derailed for seven years because of Brock. Um, Fucking Braun got neutered because of Brock. Um... What the fuck? I, you know, like, John Moxley looked like a chump at that WrestleMania in Dallas because he's in there with Brock and Brock didn't want to do anything. Like, you know, it's just, I don't know if it's Brock. I don't know if it's the WWE. I don't know if it's Vince placating the Brock. I mean, you know, and, and, you know, Vince thinking nobody's as good as Brock, so why push anybody to, you know, have Brock put over? Cause, you know, it, whatever. But I just, I don't, I think if Brock was gone, gone, and they couldn't rely on the quote unquote draw of Brock, they might actually have to start creating main event stars for the future. You know what I mean? Um, and that's why I want Brock to go away. Because I think it might actually benefit the WWE product. Um, so who's won this in the past? Well, Pete Peter Rosenberg. And I still don't like that guy doing that. He hasn't gone anywhere. Um, oh, fuck. Now I lost it. Where was Oh, I had a triple whammy in 18. Brock Lesnar, Triple H, and Undertaker. The only one who's fucking retired is... Undertaker, and it looks like Triple H might actually be gone because they gutted his baby. Jim Cornette, motherfucker, and I'm still doing a goddamn podcast, motherfucker. Can't get rid of me, Bill Watts, motherfucker. Um, and Goldberg, who hasn't returned, and you know, because fuck him, fuck Bill Goldberg too, fuck him. Um. Now we got the Christian Slater Award, which means like you're good, but you suck. Then you're good, but then you suck again. And it's Cody. It's Cody. It's because Cody can do some cool shit. Cody, I mean, he's his father's son. It's, yeah, Cody. Cody's cool, and then he sucks, and then he's cool again. I liked him in the Alistair Black shit. I liked it, you know, and Alistair destroyed him, and there's, you know, and... I think Alistair beat him again, and then Cody might have beat him in the third one. I can't remember, but like you know, I loved it. You know, they were good. Uh, Cody wrestle. Cody wasn't even fucking on. That's why I liked All Out so much. Cody wasn't on it. No, but you know, I just yeah. I really, I'm being you know honest. Yeah, he he can get annoying, and you know, you know what I mean. He books his own shit. Um, so let's let's see who's won in years past, shall we not? Um, so Roman Reigns in 2017, I did think he had a good but sucks year. The Miz in 2018, same thing. Seth Rollins in 2019, and Matt Hardy in 2020. And I I still think all those, you know what I mean work um what's next oh the best angle and that would be adam page's road to the world title from um from ftr tricking him into losing the match to the young bucks going out hey, you're a fucking drunk and him losing his confidence in the dark order wanting to be his buddy and him not feeling good enough to have friends and all this shit and then him finally accepting the genuine friendship of the weirdos, because the cool kids, obviously, it was surface level and based on what they could, he could do for him, and um, then they turn heel, and then you know there was all that that shit in the summer with Kenny saying, "Oh, you're nothing," da da da, and they got in the thing, and then they had that eliminator match where, you know, Dark Order versus Kenny and the boys, and Kenny and the boys won, and Adam Page felt like he 
let the Dark Order down because they lost their tag match and every you know all this shit. And he left for a while. Then he came back and he's like, "No, I, I got a, I got a kid. I got some really good fucking friends. I, you know, I got my drinking handled. I, I understand my worth. I'm ready for you, fucking Kenny." And then he beats fucking Kenny, and then he ends the show with the be- whole. He ends full gear, holding the belt above his head with the goddamn on the on the Dark Order shoulders. I mean, seriously. Fuck everybody. Feel good fucking moment. I like, yeah, that's, that's the best angle of the year. Yeah. Uh, it is. And let's see what else is one. So Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in 2017. Cause I mean, Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens had a 40 minute hell in cell match. That was good. And then the next year was Miz versus Daniel Bryan, where the Miz is the face and Daniel Bryan's the heel. And then Becky Lynch versus Charlotte, which, I mean, really carried 2018 for the WWE. Then Cody versus Dustin, all done on YouTube, all done with, you know, video packages. It's like really good. John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston, just, I don't care. I'm winning the world title night. Like that, like, seriously, it, that was good. And then, you know, Adam Page this year. Um, so the worst angle, and we're getting Cody heavy in a minute, uh, is Cody versus Anthony Agogo. And I'm not going to... Cody has a questionable promo, and it's it won an award, so we'll wait. And then, like, they have that fucking weigh-in which was a fucking, just a waste of time. They get down to their skivvies. I mean, they're having a boxing weigh-in, but it just wasted airtime. And the crowd wasn't into it, and it died a death. And then, I mean, they're building up a go-go. He's punching guys in the guts. They're spitting out blood. They're punching him off as a fucking killer. And then Cody fucking beats him. Where, and then they, they haven't even returned to, I mean, like, he should, I really, and I get, they were doing Malachi Black shows up, and then, but a go-go should have punched him at like, it could have been ref stoppage, but he should have killed. Like you could have had the biggest heel in the world. You know, he's a relative newcomer. I think he might be two or three years in himself, but seriously, like, you know, like I just, I didn't like that feud. Cause it just felt like Cody put himself over to put himself over. Like, let's give the kid the rub. I'll beat him. <laughs> you know? So, you know, and that's... So, I didn't like it. Let's see what else. Let's see what's won. Let's see what's won worst angles over the years. Enzo versus Big Cass in 2017. Big Show got roped into that. Brock versus Roman, because it drug on and on and on in 18. In 2019, I have whatever the fuck Enzo and Cass's work shoot running on the Briscoes at MSG that was, uh, that Sinclair dropped immediately. <laughs> that was kind of sorted on camera, like whatever the fuck that was. Um, and then, yeah, Sammy Guevara versus Matt Hardy in 2020. I have tables match, rushed for time, scary bump it all out, the Legion match that missed the mark. So it was the Leeson match that fucking, because yeah, I just, it wasn't a true deletion match for me. Um, so that's worse. Those are the worst angles. And they're awful angles. Yeah, the shark cage. Because Big Show and Kaz had a shark cage match. And Enzo ended up in his underwear. I don't know what it is with wrestling. And men ended up in their underpants. But it happens. And then the What Were They Thinking Award. Which is another amendment. Because I didn't watch SmackDown. I didn't watch SummerSlam. But there's two things that happened. That I think. So... They're building up the rematch for Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks from WrestleMania. And you remember, it's, it main evented night two, and everybody loved it, and it's a great match. And they're having the rematch. Somehow, Sasha gets pulled off the show. They don't announce it. Becky Lynch shows up and beats Bianca in like 90 minutes, or 90 seconds. Completely fucking deflating Bianca and everything she's built up since the big WrestleMania win. And they don't even have Bianca right now fucking built up anywhere to like be the one to beat Becky at Mania or whatever. You know, like they you know, they they just 
dropped the ball on her. And then Roman beats John Cena, and then Brock Lesnar shows the fuck up. And we're right back to the same fucking thing we've been at since 2015. The same fucking shit since 2015. Roman versus fucking Brock. Whoop the fucking do. Oh man, let's see what else is one. Let's see what's one. Um, Anthem letting the Hardys leave Impact. Well, yeah, that I mean that's what got Impact through 2016. 2019 is Roman Reigns' feet clearly hitting the floor first, but Brock Lesnar retaining the Universal Championship in the Steel Cage match at the Greatest Royal Rumble. I really think Roman should have beat Brock Lesnar in Saudi Arabia. And then 2019, WWE's booking. And then 2020, Charlotte going over Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania 36 with the NXT title on the line, right? And this year, SummerSlam's booking. So the WTF moment of the year, and I'm upset that I can't seem to get um, audio. I can't seem to impose the audio on here, on this, doing it on GarageBand. Because it's Cody's, his kind of sort, he does but... It, I have in quotes, I single-handedly stopped racism promo where he's having, he cuts the promo on a go-go because the go-go's going, hey, mate, uh, UK's better, mate. And uh, Cody goes, that's eh, the American dream, not the England dream and all this shit. And he goes, and me and my wife are having a biracial baby and racism's over. And it's just weird fucking promo. Me and Alec talked about it. Me and my buddy Alec talked about it. On the on the all out review or the double or nothing review from this year, um, this promo's from Dynamite on May twelfth. But like, we talked about like how tone deaf it is, and then he ended racism, but he beats you know an a, Olympic medalist, <laughs> beats like a you know, UK national hero, half-blind biracial kid, but he's stopped racism. <laughs> then he beats a black guy. <laughs> then he pins a black guy. Well, I did it. It's okay. This is, it's fine. You know, <laughs> but, uh, I just, what the fuck, Cody? Like, I get he's an executive vice president and it's his, his shit, his angles and shit all seem self-contained. This is probably why he's good, but he sucks. Is he'll hit the mark, but then he'll miss the mark, and there's nobody to go, Cody, don't go out there and say by knocking up Brandy, racism is over. Because it's not, and, you know, Strom, Strom Thurmond, you know, had a child with a black lady, and he opposed integration, you know. So I don't know if, you know, what you're saying it has merit you know just don't say that there's nobody nobody said that he just went out there and did it and and yeah what the fuck were they thinking you know let's see what's won in the past here we're almost done folks this bros you know blue by gender mahal become 2017 gender mahal become wwe champion which i fucking kind of called 2018 hulk hogan coming back to wwe because Gene Okerlund died and they had him on TV and now he's fucked. And then he, hey, if you're going to say, if you're going to drop racial epithets, make sure they're not recording you. You know, that's once again, another guy that missed the mark. I'm not, I don't think Cody's racist. I just think he thought it was going to sound better. Now Hogan, Hogan's a fucking racist. I mean, I don't know how, you know, oh, my daughter's dating a black guy. Ah, uh, what the f How I'm upset. I'm sure, I'm not, he, he didn't say it like that, but you know. 2019, Access canceling New Japan, which, you know, because Access bought, fuck, or Anthem bought Access, and you can't have, and they were, they told New Japan, you either do a talent relationship with us, or we're canceling the show, and New Japan said, fuck you. And now they have a talent relationship, they have a town, you know, now, now they, you know, 
exchange talent and shit. Now they work together, and New Japan's going back to Access. And then 2020's Brick Baker's cruise ship promo that's rambling and nonsensical, and it's a tape show, and they cut to commercial on a tape show abruptly in the middle of the promo. Um, now we got the most awesome moment of the year, which I added last year, but it's it's CM Punk's return to wrestling. It's that fucking promo. It's the crying fan. It's everybody chanting CM Punk. It's him giving ice cream bars. It's Booker T not liking their debut. It's all that shit because it was a fucking awesome moment. It's It was them selling out the United Center with 20,000 people for an hour show. It was everything built with them. Saying but not saying CM Punk was going to show up. It was cold of personality fucking hitting. It's goosebumps. I'm getting goosebumps now. It's the most awesome moment of the year. It is. It it really fucking was. And so last year was Ju- Jushin Liger's retirement ceremony that took the first uh, 30 minutes of New-, New Year Dash. And everybody came out and wished him well and shit. So that's the Webbies. Um, I'll see you next week you thought i forgot but i didn't well i did but then i remembered sayonara scumbags